Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Bugle presents The Last Post with Alice Fraser. Hello, posters, and welcome to The Last Post, the final word in this the most final of worlds. Today's episode marks the 27th of June of the year 2020, and in 1746 on this day, famously Flora MacDonald helped Bonnie Prince Charlie, disguised as Betty Burke, an Irish maid, evade capture by landing him on the Isle of Skye, initiating the tradition that became pop culture phenomenon RuPaul's Drag Race, Royal Reveal Escape Room Edition. So that's something to look forward to. And on this date, in 1955, the first automobile seatbelt legislation was enacted in Illinois, leading to an increasing degradation of our culture where we're now forced to wear masks. Oh, it's a slippery slope. <laughs> Your guest today on the podcast, Mr. Andrew Zoltzman. Hello, Alice. Welcome back to the show. It's great to be back. As always, on the weekend, we take a step back from the piranha-filled pool that is the daily 24-hour news cycle and swing on the strong liana that is the weekend magazine. Coming up today, we'll be talking all the latest in sports for our top feature section. But first, some parts of the weekend magazine we won't have time for. In the Weekend Magazine today, 18 surprising facts you won't be surprised by, as well as six inexplicable pictures of supernatural events that are just clotheslines in dim lighting, as well as eight statues we can all be offended by, with a double-page spread of some really offensive statues. Well, that's all the time we have for the feature sections we don't have time for, because now it's time for your ads. Your ad section now, because how do you know who you are unless you want something? The nature of being is complex. Take half a glass of water, for example. First, it's not you. Then, it is you. Then, it's not you again. 
half a glass of water. I drink, therefore I am. And a new novel is out by self-published romance maven and online bestseller Dancy Lagarde. Little Red Riding Werewolf is a fairy tale detective romance thriller with a supernatural twist. A sexy sequel to the famous fairy tale Little Red Riding Werewolf is the fourth in Dancy Lagarde's series of fairy tale sexy remixes. Gil is a buxom beauty with auburn locks who won't be told what to do. Half werewolf, half granddaughter, she is the dangerous offspring between a big bad wolf and his beloved riding hood wearing witch. Gil spends her days gathering herbs in the forest and her nights as an exotic dancer at a werewolf bar. She's protected by her pack of biker werewolves who seek to protect her innocence, but her free spirit calls for adventure. Told to stay in the woods lest she stray into the path of one of the wolves' natural woodsman enemies, Gil rebels and heads to the nearest lumberjack station. Caught in a wood avalanche, she is trapped under a pile of wood. Until she's rescued by Jack the Lumberjack, whom she immediately recognises as her destined mate. Jack is struck by the beauty of the beautiful redhead with the mysterious eyes and the musky wolfish scent, and they impulsively kiss, unwittingly activating a life bond that can never be broken. They must consummate their connection within 14 days, or they will both explode. But Gil demands a proper courtship and love before she is mounted by her fated mate. But as they explore their deepening connection up against some trees, Gil's tribe discovers them in all but flagrante and realises that Jack's of the tribe of woods folks who killed her grandfather, the wolf. Parted by force, they are reunited at the full moon when Jack is staked out for Gil's inner beast to destroy. Will she accidentally eat her fated mate in a blood frenzy, or will they have aggressive wolf sex under the pervert moon? <laughs> they must escape to the Forbidden Mountain and make their home among the outcasts and misfits of the Forbidden Zone. Will Jack and Gil ever make it up the hill <laughs> to a place they can call home? <laughs> Find out in Little Red Riding Werewolf. Available now only during your period. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The last post. Now it's time for your top feature section in this week's Weekend Magazine. Your top feature section is sports. Andrew Zoltzman, you've watched sports. Tell me what's yep. happening in the world of sports right now. Well, sport has, uh, has come back. Football is back here in Britain, and uh, it's rubbish. Uh, it's really, really rubbish. <laughs> it looks rubbish, and it feels rubbish. And it turns out that football is simply not the same spectacle without being able to see and hear 30,000 people calling a referee a f***ing stupid f***ing f***ing shitting f***. It's just not the same. It lacks something. I mean, it, it's not the same. It's not the same thing 
without seeing a honed, extravagantly talented super-athlete performing an act of extraordinary, if pointless, finesse, using skills and spatial awareness and gymnastic prowess and a surgical biomechanical precision that have been honed and sharpened over decades, before the supporters of the opposition team react to his virtuosity by swearing at him, doing wanker signs at him, and looking about as full of joy and admiration as they would be if he just pissed through their letterbox. That's what professional football is all about. Yeah, it's almost like uh, when you can't watch other people caring about it, it's you. You realise that it's not worth caring about. Exactly. I mean, this is a. This is. This could really undermine everything that we hold dear, in not just football but life itself. I mean, it's not about the actual football. That's generally a bit dull, as self-perpetuating plutocracies that have forgotten their fundamental reason for existing tend to be. It's. It's supposed <laughs> to be an outlet for fury. And that most human emotion, (laughs) visceral disrespect for people more talented and successful than us. And if you're not able to appreciate that level of the game, all you've got left is people kind of jogging around, generally not very quickly, kicking a ball to something that's often slightly too far away. I mean, it's not not (laughs) completely without merit, but it definitely lacks something. It's like a restaurant where you only get to read the menu, or it's like a film where every five minutes a big graphic pops up saying of course this is only pretend it's a it's like hardcore pornography on the radio it's it's it just doesn't <laughs> it doesn't quite work so i've noticed that yes they're faking out the audience in a lot of these football games or it makes it feel a lot like watching somebody else play fifa uh, yes. what other things are sports trying in these new trying times well, they're trying all kinds of things. A lot of sports are trying uh, new, new formats to, to make them more exciting, uh, attract a, a younger audience, uh, a bigger audience in uh, athletics, um, also using you know technology now so people don't have to be in the same place. They had a, uh, a marathon uh, with uh, 20 of the world's top distance runners all in their own homes. <laughs> it was the virtual marathon marathon. They were all on treadmills running a computer simulation of the 26 miles that uh, the ancient Greek messenger Pheidippides ran from the battlefield at Marathon to Athens to announce the result of the <laughs> battle in the year 490 BC. Uh, world number uh, number one, Eliot Kipchoge, was disqualified after uh, finishing the race but saying the Persians won, so he got the key bit wrong there. Um, <laughs> Germany's uh, Jürgen Schlackenschorst uh, couldn't even remember who'd fought in the battle, so he too missed out. A Canadian runner, Colin Droger, he was found to have done 12 miles in the middle of the race on a motor racing simulator, so he was disqualified for cheating. And uh, Well, Britain's Mo Farah complained that um, he was the only one of the athletes who'd committed to the contest by first running the 300-mile round trip to and from a simulated Sparta, as Pheidippides had done back in 490 BC before he gave the final score <laughs> and dropped dead of excessive jogging. So um, so that's, they're, they're kind of work, you're working through the slight flaws in these new formats, a new tennis tournament as well. Uh, Wax Slam Tennis, developed by top coach uh, Drevel Sparchok, <laughs> in which um, players can use special joker cards for a set number of points every set, uh, such as making their opponent use a frying pan, releasing a warthog into their opponent's half of the court on uh, on a key point. That's a real test of concentration, that, and on occasion also of balance. Then there's this one, if you, you can play your, your Robo Nizovic card, in which your serve is performed by the Robo Nizovic, which is a 10-foot uh, robot. <laughs> based on the Croatian former Wimbledon champion Goran Ivanisevic that's able to serve at 240 <laughs> miles an hour. Uh, you can also make uh, one point a set. You can make your opponent's mother or father play the point for them. Um, uh, and you can choose <laughs> balls from different sports as well. And man, do golf balls fly off a tennis racket. And also, 
is the human eye socket not designed to ward off golf balls? Um, so we're world number world number 132, Carlos Muchabuena could be out for a while. Uh, also, the, the key part of uh, Wax Slam Tennis is that the score at the end of the game is not decided by what's actually happened on the court because such a, uh, the assumed attention spans of sports fans that everyone will have forgotten. It's just decided by a Twitter mm-hmm. vote. Uh, Organisers <laughs> have claimed that it's 214% more exciting than real uh, actual tennis and that all the things that make tennis popular and enthralling have been successfully replaced by more exciting things. And this excitement was concentrated <laughs> into only 12% of the time taking to play a traditional tennis match, making it something like eight and a half times more than that, 214% more it's all quite confusing statistically, <laughs> but the um, initial spectator reaction was a, a little mixed. Traditional fans saying it was, quote, a steaming pile of shit, and uh, <laughs> new fans complained that the warthog didn't either explode or hump the umpire's chair. So they're still trying to find that happy middle ground between tradition and um, innovation. And um, and also a lot of sports are uh, uh, teaming up because, you know, there's a you know, competitive marketplace and not all these sports can survive on their own. So there's these new experimental hybrid events that are trying to attract fans of both, uh, you know, different sports. Uh, and the uh, the whitewater rafting archery dressage triathlon, that struggle, actually. So in, in, in test events, there's been some problems that has led to the order of the events being changed so that the dressage phase is after the whitewater rafting, but before the archery, <laughs> after a spate of uh, drowned and shot horses did not go down well with today's more snowflakeish test audience well that's all the time we have for your top feature section in the weekend magazine because now it's time for your letters to the editor your letters to the editor now and remember you can send a letter to the editor at the last post at something else.com dear alice and someone that's you today andrew Ooh. i always knew you were someone <laughs> Domino's Pizza just released a tip to its customers to prevent soggy pizza. They suggest microwaving it with half a cup of water. Can you confirm if the powerful water lobby is behind this recommendation and what they have to say to angry customers who say the trick doesn't work? Sincerely, Jane. Jane, this is a very stupid email. There's no such thing as a powerful water lobby. Water is powerful in and of itself. It doesn't need a lobby. It speaks for itself. Also, uh, Domino's Pizza is not good pizza. Don't at me. That's all the time we have for your letters to the editor. Remember, you too can send a really stupid letter to the editor by writing to us at the last post at somethingelse.com. And thank you for listening to The Last Post today. We're here in your ears 366 days of this year and we'll be back tomorrow with all the latest news in this dimension. Your guest today on the podcast was Mr Andrew Zaltzman. Andrew, have you got anything to plug? Uh, yeah, there's a new app that I'm uh, a brand ambassador for, the Spontaneit app, um, and uh, it's to try and bring some freshness <laughs> to your life. You sign up for a weekly fee and at some point in the week something spontaneous will happen to you, like a takeaway that you haven't ordered. <laughs> a bunch of flowers arriving that no one sent you, a Tinder date you haven't swiped on, turning up, banging on your front window, swearing at you. (laughs) But it's a great way of bringing some unpredictability, well, some scheduled unpredictability into your life, particularly during lockdown when everything seemed rather rather monotonous and and, and homogenous. So, uh, yeah, do download the Spontaneit app. It could uh, really shake things up. And um, it's uh, backed by a very wealthy company of divorce lawyers. (laughs) Your guest today, Andrew Zaltzman, can be found on previous episodes, including episode one and episode 125, if you want to go back into our back catalogue for more brilliant Andrew Zaltzman work. 
The Last Post is a something else, Alice Fraser and Bugle Podcasts production. I am Alice Fraser. Find me online at at alliterative on Twitter and Instagram. That's A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E. Or commit to the full Alice Fraser experience by signing up on patreon.com slash Alice Fraser for a behind-the-scenes look at my glamorous life. The executive producer of this podcast is Christopher D. Skinner. His adoring and bedazzled subordinate producers are Harriet Wells and Ped Hunter. As they and we always say, good luck to you, Christopher. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow.